man better than being in solitary confinement any day of the week, right? Amen. I got thrown in the drunk tank when I was about 22, 23 years old back in Minneapolis. And I can tell you right now, being in church is a whole lot better. Amen. Are you glad to be in church tonight? Are you happy? Glory to God. God's good. Well, why don't we greet one another tonight? Maybe you haven't seen a few folks for a while. Greet one another. I'm a jeans in the house tonight. Brother Charles, good to see you. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? All right. Amen. Awesome. We're family tonight. Family that loves one another, prays together. Great to see all of you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to remind you guys that uh, we got uh, communion on Sunday morning. Communion is always a good time. And uh, I think I've got a good word already. I've got to double check with the Lord on it. So let's just say it this way. If you have any sin in your life, you better be here. <laughs> I mean, you know, repentance is a gift. It is a gift. It certainly is. Anyway, I, I'm not sure exactly where we're going. Praise the Lord. And then, uh, hey, Jamar, God bless you, man. Good to see you all. Praise the Lord. And uh, then Sunday night, we're getting ready to, to share a lot about our trip to Africa. And man, we've got some pictures. And hopefully we're going to be able to get part of the DVD of Saturday night's uh, service where the glory just fell and enveloped us. It was just so wonderful. And such an honor to be there and to represent such a wonderful group of people like you. You were there with us. Your prayers were there with us. And we certainly felt it. And, you know, the Lord really helped us. We slept like babies. And got uh, just really used to the time change. It's nine hours ahead in Abuja right now. And uh, just really helped us. No problems with our stomach and no problems with the food. You know, they, they want you to take malaria pills. You know, before you go, and of course you have to get several shots and yellow fever. They wouldn't give me yellow fever because I'm now 67 and they don't give yellow fever to people over 65. Brenda had yellow fever shot when she went to Peru a while back. And uh, so, uh, but praise the Lord, we didn't get bit. We didn't, you know. I just didn't, we didn't want to, we didn't want to take anything that would hinder the anointing. You know, and, and I've, I've heard that malaria pills can, uh, you know, do that. But anyway, it's just great to be home and we're here to celebrate the joy of the season. Amen. We're here to celebrate Jesus. Jesus is our joy. Amen. That's a good message. You know, we've been doing a series on Jesus is and he is our joy. Amen. And so we are going to have a great, great, uh, December, and we're kicking off the joy of generosity starting this Friday, amen? And we're going to sow some serious seed into some great ministries around the world, amen? Our needs are going to be met here, we're going to have abundance here, but we are also going to, like the, uh, the definition of generosity is to overflow with water. And I saw that Sunday morning very clearly before church, that out of our belly shall flow rivers, of living water and that out of our inner man there should be continuous streams of generosity 
And so when I think about, you know, um, the African wells that we've purchased and, and been able to help kids and adults drink water, right now in Africa, people are drinking water because of your generosity. Isn't that a good thing? I, w- I want more of that. How about you? Kids are wearing shoes. Praise the Lord. Because right here in the Bay Area, we've just chosen to be generous. Amen? We're not going to wait until our building is paid off in full until we start sowing seed. We're going to sow seed, and as a result of our sowing seed, all of our needs are going to be met. Are met. Amen? And we'll have more than more than enough. Because His name is El Shaddai. Not El Chipo. Amen. All right. Good, 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 good. Good to see everybody tonight. Praise the Lord. Did you all have a good Thanksgiving? How many of you weren't able to be with us on Sunday morning? You weren't able to be with us on Sunday morning. Did a, did a message on Sunday morning. Both services went really well. I talked about giving of thanks. There was some good revelation in there. So I want to encourage you to go online and watch it or grab a CD or something. Uh, Thanksgiving, I believe, is a key or it is a door for more. Brother Moore says this, cultivate a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. If you want to increase your capacity to receive, be thankful. Amen? Let's just try that on for size right now. Let's just lift up our hands and be thankful. Lord, we thank you. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Abraham grew strong in faith, or he was strengthened in faith as he gave glory to God. And as a result, Abraham became fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Amen? We know that our God is able to perform. He watches over his word to perform it on our behalf. So Abraham gave the great performer something to watch over. Amen? He gave him praise. He gave him glory. Amen? And so before the manifestations, after you believe you've received, make sure that you keep your praise real strong. Amen? Be thankful. Glory to God unto Him. Hallelujah. Now let's look at our Bibles this this evening to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. If you get cold or something in here tonight, raise your hand. We might want to shut that door back there because I think there's a little, uh, whatchamacallit, coming in from the foyer area. But Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. I want to share a few things with you that we shared in Abuja. Um, what, what my assignment was down there, it just dropped in my spirit when we were there. Uh, the, the conference theme was from glory to glory. And the Lord gave me a message called keys to greater degrees of glory. Now, you'll notice in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that the scripture says that um, we are going from one degree of glory to another in the Amplified Version. So there are degrees of glory. And I looked up the word degree, and the word degree means level. Amen? So God is taking us from one level of glory to the next. From one degree of glory to the next. Where we become more like Him. And some of the keys to the degrees of glory was one of the things we shared on was thanksgiving. Another one was faith, that we must declare the glory of God over our lives. The Lord dropped this in my spirit when we were there, or maybe even before we got there. And that was this, your continual expectations and your continual declarations will bring forth 
His manifestations of glory in your life. Amen? So your expectation plus your declaration brings forth manifestation. Amen? And so, okay, there's the God's part is to bring forth the manifestation, but our part is to expect. And our part is to declare. Let's just declare right now the glory of God over our lives. Glory to God. We declare your glory. We declare the manifest presence of God over our nation, over this church, over the Bay Area, over our families, over our spirits, over our souls, and over our bodies. I'm expecting, amen, confidently and favorable expectation for greater degrees of glory. Amen. And so the Sunday I got back, the Lord dropped something in my spirit about the word walk. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. It says that the path of the just, well, you and I are the just because we have been justified or made righteous. It is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto what? Unto the perfect day. The Amplified Version says this, But the path of the uncompromisingly righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more, brighter and clearer. I like that, don't you? Brighter and clearer. That, that's the manifestation of the glory of God. Until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. And one of the things that dropped in our hearts as we were sharing that Sunday when we got back, when we walk in and on his paths, the life will get brighter and life will be better. Amen. Amen? Say it with me. Life will be brighter and my life will be better. And so we are instructed in the book of Ephesians in 2.10 that God has predestined and foreordained and planned ahead of time paths for you and I to walk in, living the good life which he made ready for us to live. Amen. So if you look then at the word walk, you will see that word repetitively used in the New Testament. For example, we walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, if we're going to walk on his path, and if life is going to get brighter, and life is going to get better, we better align ourselves with the principles of God's word and walk in them. Walking by faith is a way of life. It is not a movement. Amen? The just shall live by faith. Every day you get up in the morning, you have the choice which way you're going to live. Are you going to live according to your five physical senses or are you going to live and walk by faith according to the word of God? Amen. Say it with me. I choose to walk by faith. And then um, one of the things we shared in Abuja was wisdom, walking in wisdom, walking in the wisdom of God. That is a major key to having greater degrees of glory in your life. And we may not get that far tonight. But in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5, it says that we are to walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. And then, of course, if you look in the book of Ephesians, the scripture talks about walking in the light. It talks about walking circumspectly. In Ephesians 5, it says, so be careful how you live. Be mindful of your steps. One translation says, don't run around like idiots as the rest of the world does. Instead, walk as the wise. Amen? Amen. 
And then walking in the light. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us from all sin. Man, that's shouting ground right there. So if we're going to experience a brighter life and a better life, we must then walk in the light that we have received. For us to violate light is sin. One person said it this way, that sin is violation of light. For him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Now if you don't know to do good and you do it, you don't have the light. But you know what? We got a congregation full of people tonight that have had light and are walking in the light. So walk in the light as he is in the light. And then walk in truth. You know, the entrance of his word, what does it do? It gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. And I qualified. Amen. In 3 John verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And so this path that we are on gets brighter and better as we walk in the word. And then I want you to look at Galatians 5.16. This is kind of where we will launch off tonight. Galatians, the fifth chapter. And notice with me in verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Amen? The opposite of walking in the Spirit is walking in the flesh. Walking in the flesh will get you off the path real quick. So he says here, now walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then he goes on to talk about, you know, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and so on. Then he talks about the works of the flesh and he lists those. But now in verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is walking in the fruit of the recreated human spirit by the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. So walk in the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is love. And that's what we talked about our first Sunday back from Abuja. If you want life to get brighter and life to get better, you better make sure you walk in forgiveness and you're walking in love. Because the love of God never fails. Right? So it's love. It's joy. We talked about that on Sunday night. Man, we had a time Sunday night. Peace. Long suffering. Gentleness. Meekness. Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. Against such there is no law. Now I want you to look at the word faith. Literally the word faith there is faithfulness. So faithfulness then is a fruit of the Spirit. And faithfulness and walking in faithfulness is a major key for you to be promoted. If you're going to walk on this path that God has got for you, you must be faithful in what He's put before you. The Bible does not say that an unfaithful man shall abound with blessings. Amen? So this is kind of what I talked about the first night there in Abuja. That faithfulness is a major key to a greater degree of glory. In light of our message tonight, faithfulness will keep you on the path 
and qualify you for more. Amen. Amen. Faithfulness. Be faithful on the path that God has got you on. Amen. Don't be so concerned about the path that somebody else is on. You be faithful on the path God's got you on. You know, we've heard the term, stay in your own lane. Amen. If you are busy bodied about somebody else's lane, you're going to get off the path and get in their lane and stumble and trip up. Right? Anyway, so look at Proverbs chapter 28. And let's look at this verse of scripture. It's a familiar verse, but it's a great verse. And it's a true verse. It's a life verse. Amen. Proverbs, the 28th chapter and the 20th verse states, I'm going to get there. I can quote it, but I want to let my eyes rest on it. Proverbs 28, 20 says, a faithful man shall abound. How many of you don't mind abundance? Amen. I mean, abundance of peace, abundance of joy. Amen. Abundance of grace. Amen. We like to abound, don't we? Amen. So he says here now that a faithful man shall abound, not with curses, but with blessings. Amen. God is in the blessing business for those men and women that will be faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe I'm looking at a congregation of faithful men and faithful women tonight. Amen. You might as well say it. I am faithful. I shall be faithful. And I will continuously be faithful. So a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Okay? Now... Another translation of this says, A faithful person will be richly blessed. Not just blessed, but richly blessed. Now I looked up that word richly. It means abundantly, amply, and it also means magnificently or gloriously. When you look up the word glory or glorious in Strong's, you will discover that one of the definition definitions of glory is magnificence. Excellence, splendor, hallelujah. When you're faithful, you're going to abound richly. Now we've said this on many occasions in this church, but how many of you know good truth bears repetition? Because faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So the blessing part is his part. The faithfulness part is my part. Now, many people simply do not qualify for more because they have not been faithful what they've already been given. And so the question that I have to ask myself on a regular basis, I have to look at myself in the mirror, the man in the mirror, right? And I have to ask myself this question. Am I faithful to what God has given me? Have I been faithful this week? You know, you could have been faithful last week, but unfaithful this week. You could have been faithful yesterday, but unfaithful today. Faithfulness is a continuous flow of life that should be operational in the life of a believer. 
Am I faithful with what I've been given? And it's good to know what you've been given. Every one of you have been given a talent. Every one of you been, have been given something to sow. Whether it be your time, your talents, or your treasures. Some of you have been given these things. All of us have been given. So are we faithful to what we've been given? Now listen to this statement. It's not about crying and pushing and demanding to go to another level of blessing. It's about qualifying. Did you get that statement? It's not about pushing and striving to go to another level. That's the flesh. It's simply about qualifying. Do I qualify for a greater anointing? Amen. Now one thing we know for sure, there's no shortage of ability on his side, is there? Absolutely not. Now go over to Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. Luke 16, the 10th verse. Notice this verse over here. I choose to be faithful. I choose to pray. Amen. I choose to speak the word. I choose to go to church. Somebody says, but you're the pastor. You've got to be at church. Well, I don't have to be. I could hide out at home. It's a choice. That's right, Pastor Tom. It's a choice to be all here. You can be here, but not be all here. Amen. Now, in Luke 16.10 says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that's unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Somebody says, you preached this at a huge conference in Africa? You bet I did. I was not going down there to pull a rabbit out of my hat. I was not going down there to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. I just wanted to give them something, praise the Lord, that would stick to them. And faithfulness is a huge key to going to another level and degree of God's presence and God's goodness in your life. Amen? So in Luke 16.10, let's read it again. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. How you and I handle what God has given us, no matter how small or how large, determines whether we will be given more or not. If he's going to add to us, we must be faithful right here, right now, with what we have. Now listen even if it seems small. Now, one of my mentors at uh, Rhema Bible Training Center was a great teacher by the name of Bob Yandy. And you perhaps have heard of Bob. He preached Grace, uh, Pastor Grace Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma for many, many years. Um, Bob was over the auto-visual department 
And then I stepped in and took a role in there. And I think Bob went and pastored full time. But one of the things that Bob Yandian's dad told me, very wise man. Now, when Brenda and I got married in 1977, July 22nd, we were pastoring a church of just a handful of people in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Sepulpa, Oklahoma was a suburb of Tulsa. Uh, what would you say, brother, maybe 20 miles away from Tulsa? And so we worked for Kenneth Hagin Ministries, and Brenda was working over the prison ministry and sending letters to people in prison. And I was in there editing his radio broadcasts and editing some different teachings that were taking place. But I can remember Bob's dad, who had pastored this church many, many years ago, um, before that we did. I saw him one day, and he just gave me like a word from heaven. He said, son, he says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because in Christ and in God, really, there's nothing small. Everything is big with Him. You being here tonight is big with God. Amen? You bring in your seed, you bring in your time, bring in your talents. It's a big thing to God. Look at your neighbor and despise not the day of small beginnings. The size of the responsibility is not the issue. Who knows about you? Who gives you a pat on the back? That is not the issue. Why is that? Because God is not looking at those things. He's looking at your heart. So whatever that we do, with a little opportunity... Whatever we do, we are showing our heart. And you know what God's looking for people? He's looking for people who will take a small assignment seriously. Amen? He's looking for men and women that will take a small assignment very seriously. I mean, if you're ushering in this church, be the best usher you can be. If you're working in the nursery, be the best nursery worker you can be. Amen? If you're on the platform leading worship, be the best worship leader, be the best person, a musician you can possibly be. That's faithfulness. And some people are talented with ten, some are talented with five, some are talented with one. That is not the issue. If you're faithful with the one talent that you have, God will promote you. He will increase the anointing upon your life and He will increase you and He will bless you just as much as He will bless the person with ten talents. Come on, somebody. That's something to get excited about. Amen. Glory to God. That excites me. That thrills me. That means if Brenda and I stay faithful until Jesus returns or until we get raptured out of here, we will be rewarded as if we had a church as big as Dr. Cho's. Hallelujah. And not only we will be, but you will be as well. All the seed that you've sown, all the prayers that have gone forth into other ministries, every good thing that happens in those ministries is on your account. Hallelujah. And you will be rewarded as if it were you right there on the spot. Oh, that's something to run about. That's something to shout about. That's something to be happy about. Woo. Hallelujah. 
Talked to Brother Hershey today down there in Southern California. Talking about different things. And, and he just got back from Nigeria. He was over there around the same time we were. And he was uh, going to go to the Philippines today. But he, he is having his manager team do it. But over there in the Philippines, you got seed in orphanages over there. Those kids that are eating. Those kids that are being clothed. Those kids that are being housed. Those kids that are coming out of darkness into the kingdom of God. You got the reward. That excites me. Amen. That's what partnership is all about. Glory to God. So if you feel like quitting, don't do it. If you feel like things get tough, well, just gird up. Wait on the Lord. Let the Lord renew your strength. You'll be able to mount up with wings as an eagle. God will meet you at your weakest point and he will strengthen you with his might by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, sometimes you just need to show up. And when you show up, God shows out. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you can testify? There's been a dozen times or a lot of times you didn't feel like coming to church. But when you come to church, God had just what you needed. Hallelujah. He had a word for you. The presence of God healed your body. Amen. You have to have the tenacity, like Pastor Tom says, to suit up. Amen. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. So to be faithful basically means that which is stable, steady, reliable, trustworthy, and dependable. It's really talking about the character and the nature of God. He is completely trustworthy. He is totally dependable. He is faithful. He's utterly reliable. He's worthy of all your trust. If he said it, you can rely on it. Amen. Say it with me, my God. Is completely reliable. How about us? Are we reliable? One thing we know about him, he's always there. Are we there where we're needed? Amen. Another thing about his faithfulness, he's not a man that he can lie, right? Is our word good? We shout about, we dance about, we run about the integrity of God's word. But what about the integrity of our word? If we say we're going to do something, we should do it. One of the golden signs of a spiritual person is he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. Amen? Be a man or a woman of your word. Jerry Savelle said this. I think it was at the beginning of 2017. He said this. He got a word from the Lord and it was this. That the faithful shall flourish... And it shall be like days of heaven upon the earth. Say that with me. The faithful shall flourish. And it shall be like days of heaven upon the earth. Now it's interesting. The word flourish. It means to thrive. It means to increase. It means to enlarge. It means to grow. It means to prosper, to abound, to spread out, to make steady progress, and to be at a high point in life. Are you one of the faithful? If so, 
God wants you to flourish and experience days of heaven upon the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. This just comes up in my spirit. The more that you rejoice in His goodness, and the more that you talk about His goodness, and the more you thank Him for His goodness, the more of His goodness you will see in your life. Some days you just ought to walk around your house and say, The Lord is so good to me. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good to me. Somebody says, yeah, but everything's not completely, you know, in place yet. Well, hello, we live on earth. We have an enemy. As long as we're here on earth, nothing is ever going to be perfect. So we do not want to center in on what's not perfect. We want to center in on how just how good God is. How many of you ate lunch today? Oh, man. I went and worked out, and then I had some Mediterranean food. Oh, my goodness. Hummus and tabbouleh and chicken and oshakabasata. I mean, I got out of there. I said, thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. Hallelujah. Go to the mall this, this uh, holiday season. The parking place opens up. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. The communication of your faith will become divinely energized the more that you acknowledge the good things which are in you that are in Christ Jesus. Amen? So one thing we know then, that obedience is always going to lead to blessing. In Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19 it says, If, now here's the condition, you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Amen. How many of you know you can do what the Lord tells you to do, but is your heart in it? Are you willing to do it? And if you're not willing to do it, just be honest with the Lord and just ask the Lord to make you willing. I will to be willing. I will to do thy will, O God. You get that combination of willing and obedience, that'll really, really help your joy level. Why? Because your heart's in it. And you're walking down this path. And life is getting brighter. And life is getting better. Hallelujah. That's the kind of life that Jesus came to give us. God said, to those who honor me, I will honor. And so we honor God by being obedient, doing what He wants us to do, and being where He wants us to be. God always rewards faithfulness. Faithfulness positions you for promotion and progress. If I've seen it once, I've seen it many, many times over and over and over again in my life. I've seen people take a small assignment and value that and esteem that and honor God with that. And God just promote them. See, promotion doesn't come from man. Promotion, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or from the south. Uh, promotion comes from the north. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Tom, Pastor Kimberly, Pastor Tom sitting on the front row, Pastor Kimberly back on the soundboard. I tell you, we've worked with these guys for 35 years. Amen. I've seen God do wonders in all of our lives. I've seen God 
Work in Pastor Tom and Pastor Kimberly because of their faithfulness. And my, oh my, has anointing increased on their life. And their value is just through the roof, isn't it? Amen. Are you glad? Are you glad for that? Amen. I shout when people get promoted. Amen. I don't get jealous. I don't get envious when someone gets promoted. Amen. I get excited. Somebody gets a new car, I'll go out in the parking lot and run around it and shout. And all the time in my heart, I'll say, me too, me too, me too. Amen. You know, the Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. It's a good thing. Get happy in your own britches. Be happy. Amen. It's a good thing to get happy when other people are blessed. And then on the other hand, we're to weep with those who weep. Amen. We're not there to, to, to dog them and to put guilt and a load of condemnation on them just because they're going through something. You've been through something yourself. Don't you remember? So be right there for people. Be a, Listen to this. Be a faithful friend. Be a faithful prayer partner. Get with people where in the, when they're in the valley of the shadow of death and be there to hold them and to love them and to walk them right through to the other side. Come on, somebody. A faithful friend. When all the world may walk out, a faithful friend walks in. Come on, somebody. We can be that faithful friend. And you'll, you'll find, ladies and gentlemen, you will find opportunities for you to speak a word in season over people's lives. You can tell and you can sense when someone's discouraged. Don't be so quick to just jump right in the middle of it. Put your spiritual antennas up and kind of pray in your spirit and commune with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord will give you a word for them. The Spirit of the Lord will give you a word of encouragement. Amen. I got to give a word of encouragement to someone today. And it wasn't like, you know, all of a sudden, I started, my eyes started fluttering and, you know, and my feet were 10 feet off the ground and I started speaking in Elizabethan English and thus saith the Lord. No, it just flowed. It just flows. Let rivers of encouragement, let rivers of friendship, let rivers of love flow through you yes. to people around you. Yes. Yes. Even people you don't know. You don't know what kind of mess people are in. You don't know what kind of hell people are going through. Hallelujah. But you and I, we got the love of God. Listen, yes. folks. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. I said the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. And we said, And when we walk in a room, it changes and alters the very environment around us. For the spirit of love and the spirit of God will flow through you. Amen. So that's a good word for the holidays. I mean, when Uncle Buck shows up, and it looks like it might be Christmas with the cranks, Be a blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, Be a blessing.
So, here again is another really important truth. Once you're planted, unless the Lord says go, stay planted. Once you're planted, stay planted. That, that goes for marriage. That goes for the local church. How many of you know local churches go through seasons? You know, it's not always everything is just like you'd want it. But if God's called you here, and He's planted you wherever you're planted, stay planted. It's really, really important. It puts you in position for a greater anointing. It puts you in position to be anointed with fresh oil. Look quickly over at Psalms 92. We're not going to speak real long tonight. Are you getting anything tonight? This is a major key to greater degrees of glory. Life will get brighter and life will get better on this path as we walk in faithfulness. I tell you what, I've just determined in my heart, I'm going to be faithful until the trumpet sounds. How about you? Amen. Amen. I'm not going to be discouraged by what's going on in the world. I mean, in the world, the world's crazy. In the world, you'll have tribulation. Just turn on one of the news networks. It's nutto out there. It's crazy. But just because it's going that way for them, it's not going to go that way for you and me. And we can be light and we can be salt in a dark world. Bring Jesus to a dying world. Amen. In Psalms 92. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Good things. Good things in store. Ha ha. For the Lord stands at the door. Mm. Best, 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 best days are here and now. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Psalms 92. I believe that. Okay. Verse 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. Say with me, I shall be. If anybody's going to be. I shall be. I shall be anointed. With what? With fresh oil. In the word of God, a horn is symbolic of strength, power, and dominion. It sounds to me like God is taking us from strength to strength. Be faithful on the path. Faithfulness opens doors of favor that no man can shut. When you're faithful, you'll be clear to hear. You'll be clear to see. When you're faithful to keep your conscience clean. Oh my. You talk about windows of light and doors of opportunities and streams of, streams of provision. They're coming your way. But I made this point. Be faithful to where God has planted you. Amen? Some people are too, too quick to bail. They're just too quick to leave. Not when and God hasn't instructed them to leave. Now, this is, in, in case you do not know this, Heart of the Bay Christian Center is not a cult. My name is not Jim Jones. Right? I have one wife, not ten. 
So, so why do you say that? Because a church can be cultic and not be a cult. I'll tell you, one of the signs of a church being cultic is a domineering leadership and a pastor that will tell them, if you leave this church, something bad is going to happen to you. Boy, if there was a spirit like that, I'd run. If I don't leave this church, something bad's going to happen to me. Be planted. There's just too many, there's too much crazy charismaticville out there. Now, God does lead people out. Don't misunderstand me. But if you're where God's called you, stay planted. Because in verse 12, it says that righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted, everyone say planted. planted. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord, what shall they do? They shall flourish. They shall still bring forth fruit when they're 95. They shall be fat and flourishing. Woo! Glory to God. So the faithful, they will thrive. To thrive means to increase to become more successful, to advance. And to advance involves promotion. It means to rise in rank, to be preferred. Preferential treatment is one of the characteristics of the favor of God. I said this in Abuja, and I'll say it here. A faithful man shall be launched into greater glory and greater favor. A faithful man shall be launched into greater glory and to greater favor. Stand up, everybody. That's enough for tonight. Praise the Lord. Pastor Tom's going to come to the piano. We've got a little bit of time to stir ourselves up.